And that's one thing I'll say about the summer reading program. For us, I use it as structure for my kids and they don't really recognize it as such. It is something other than school for them. So they get really excited about it because they are like, we're on summer break. We don't do school in the summer, but they get really excited about this. And I'm like, it's kind of like sneaky learning, I guess. This is Your Morning Basket, where we help you bring truth, goodness, and beauty to your homeschool day. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 116 of the Your Morning Basket podcast. I'm Pam Barnhill, your host, and I'm so happy that you're joining me here today. Well, every summer for the past five or maybe even six years, we have done the summer reading program here at PamBarnhill.com. And we have always had a free packet of reading materials, summer reading materials that you could download for your kids. We have about three different versions that we trade out every single year. And this year, we're actually doing our original set, the Traveling Through the Pages Summer Reading Adventure. And you can find that at PamBarnhill.com slash read. Now, also along with our summer reading program, we have our summer adventure morning time plans. And this is a small four-week set of plans. When you download the the free summer reading adventure, you get a special offer on this set of morning time plans if you want to take us up on it. And it's a great way to get your feet wet and check out what a pre-made set of morning time plans is all about totally up to you if you want to check those out or not, but we do think you will enjoy them. Now, I've got our member success manager, Lainey Homan, with me on the podcast today. Lainey is a mom of eight kids from young adult all the way down to first grader, and she's going to be talking about the different ways that she has used not only the summer reading program in the past years, but also the morning time plans. And she's just got some really creative ways that she has made these things work as tools for her in the summer to get various goals accomplished to do various things with her kids. And so she's used them in different ways in different years. So this is a really fun conversation. Lainey's got a lot of great ideas to share with us. And now on with the podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome. I am joined today by the Your Morning Basket Plus Member Success Manager, uh, Miss Lainey Homan, a mom of eight kids. Lainey, how old are they now? Oh, gosh. Let's see. My oldest just turned 23 in January a few months ago. And my youngest is six. She'll be seven this summer. So I have 23, 21, 18, 15. Then I have 11. Hmm, and then a few more down to six. <laughs> right. I, I can't even remember their ages. Good grief. 10 and then eight and almost seven this summer. So it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. It sounds like it. So, uh, but everybody is first grade or above at this point. And so uh, you're like the perfect mom to talk to about summer reading, which is what we're going to be talking about today. We wanted to talk a little bit about the summer reading programs that we have here at Your Morning Basket Plus, and then the morning time plans that go along with them. And uh, let Lainey talk a little bit about about how she uses them in her big family to add in a little summer reading time. Because I have to say, you know, now that my oldest, my youngest is 12, this is not something we do anymore. You know, I don't get to say, <laughs> let's do fun summer reading. 
but Lainey's still doing it. So hence we have her on. But yeah, so I wanted to start out by just telling everybody a little bit about the summer reading program and how it got started. And it really got started with a a dissatisfaction that Jessica, who writes our morning time plans, that she had with our local library summer reading program. She thought it the one that our library was using, I think they do like the national ones, was a little bit silly and wasn't really encouraging kids to... Well, she wanted something that would encourage kids to read outside of their normal genre because she had kids who were readers, right? But they they would get stuck in ruts and they would read uh, just one thing. So they would like get stuck reading like all adventure books or all mystery books or all books about dogs. I don't know if you ever had anything like that where like your kids just wanted to read about one topic all the time. But that was happening, and she really wanted to encourage her kids to read more widely. And so we came up with this summer reading program. Goodness, I think back in 2017 was the first year we did it. And the the main purpose was to encourage kids to to read widely. Lainey, do you remember the first time you guys ever did one of the summer reading programs? I don't remember what year it was. It just kind of, sometimes those years just all blur together, but I know it's probably been about that time, 2017, because I feel like it's probably been about five years ago. I know we've used these plans several times because you have several sets and we've kind of rotated through some of those sets with my kids. So we haven't used them every single year. So I think it probably was about five years ago that we first started using these plans because I had more little ones that couldn't read. And some of my older kids were the ones that were using them at the time. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So this original set of plans, what we called it, um, and that's, this is the one. So we rotate through. So we have this set, we have our enchanted journey set, which is a little more fairy tale and fantasy based. And then we have our uh, race across space, which is a little more science and technology based. And then this first set, this is the one we're featuring this summer because we rotate through um, this first set we called traveling through the pages, a summer reading adventure. And so this one was more generic in kind of the topic, but it really did the, we really stayed true to that purpose of trying to get kids to experience a lot of different things. Um, and so the the morning time plans that actually go along with this set are uh, very much geared towards that as well. And so the it comes with a passport. So the summer reading program, which is absolutely free on the website, and you can get that by going to pambarnhill.com slash read. Um, it comes with a reading passport that has just a bunch of different ideas in there for your kids to do. And so just to give you a couple of of those ideas, so it has like, read a book about a girl your age. And then of course, read a book about a boy your age, Um, read a fairy tale, read a book about animals, read a book about insects, read a biography, read a science experiment book and do an experiment. And I think there's even, I'm looking, read a craft book and do a craft on here. And so we really did try to get them reading all different kinds of books using this fun reading passport that they could, uh, they could mark off. So do you remember doing this one with your kids? Yes, I do. And one of the things I really love about it is sometimes when I go to our local library, 
my kids do migrate to sections of books that are like character driven sometimes, or just kind of stuff that is a little less interesting to me for sure. And I love the way that it gets them searching the shelves in different sections, even as I'm trying to kind of let them pick out some of their own books, but they're not, they're not always going to the same little section or little bookshelf in the library. And so it kind of gets them in some ways, finding the books for the different categories functions like a little scavenger hunt for them. And it really gets them to kind of like broaden their search of like, Oh, and that my kids are super driven by the whole like bingo type thing that that you give them a checklist and tell them that, you know, check all of these things off. And then they're, they're like really, really motivated to do that. And so it encourages them to really look beyond their typical comfort books, I guess. Yeah. And one of the things I love about the way the categories are set up here is that first of all, when it says read a, read a book about insects, it doesn't say that it has to be fiction or nonfiction. So they still have, even though they might never choose a book about insects to read, they still have the freedom to either choose like James and the Giant Peach, which obviously would count as a book about insects, you know, um, because you have all these bugs in this giant peach, or they could go to a DK book that is very specifically nonfiction about insects. So even though we are trying to stretch them into different directions with their reading, it still gives them some freedom to be able to pick and choose. And then I love that you mentioned kind of the uh, the motivation by the checklist thing. The other thing I really love about the passport um, is because it's not a bingo thing um, that, you know, there's nothing that says they have to fill in every single square on here. It's a passport, you know, exactly. Yeah. You don't necessarily get a stamp from every country in the world (laughs) on your passport. (laughs) You know, you just go to the ones you want to go to. And so I think that's something that's really fun in here, but it, it is motivation for those kids who love that kind of thing, but then it's also fairly low pressure for the kids who might look at a game board or something like that, or a checklist and think, oh, I've got to do all of these things. Yeah, no, I agree with that. It is definitely low pressure. And that, I mean, that's one of the things that we, we tend to do. I kind of, I introduced this to my kids at the beginning of the summer as we're kind of winding down school, but I want them to keep reading. And our, you know, our summer really does focus a lot on the, the, the reading and we drop most of our other school stuff, but it lets them kind of have something that they can then have the, I'm trying to think of the right word, but where they get to choose, you know, it gives, it gives them a little bit more freedom of choice in, in what they want to do for the summer. And uh, yeah, maybe that's a good word is, is ownership of how they want to. So they know they have to read and this gives them a lot of ideas and helps them to think outside the box and encourages them to kind of seek out newer things, but they're getting to choose. And so it's not super high pressure around here. We let them, you know, if they want to do it, great. And it's not like a a forced thing in our home, but usually they're so excited about the, the, and they love the fun graphics and, and things like that. So if the kid, you know, one kid's getting their passport stamped, well, that's a challenge to the other kids. Sometimes it helps them motivate each other. And, and they, um, they really enjoy that aspect of being able to choose and they get to choose books through the school year. Sure. But then 
they're they're assigned so many more things as right. they're independent readers. And so they have a little bit less time. And so while I want them to keep reading, I think they really like that freedom. Okay. So you were telling me about how you use this as a a, a unique strategy to get more time with your little ones. So share that because I think some other uh, some other moms might be interested in that one. So our homeschool has a really wide variety of ages and throughout the school year, sometimes it's really difficult to feel like I'm giving the attention to the younger ones that I want them to have um, for maybe that one-on-one independent reading time, like with, with mom. Um, not independent reading time, but just that, that those individual lessons, I guess. And my older kids, I spend a lot of time doing school with. I have high school all the way, you know, down through elementary school and have had for years. So in the summertime, as we wrap up our schooling at the end of May, usually in the summertime, I don't have lessons with my older kids for the summer. And so high schoolers, if they want to keep working on particular classes, they, they usually choose something that's fairly independent. And my time as mom is really freed up quite a bit in the summer. So I take that opportunity to really hone in on my younger kids. And we actually kind of increase their school load, but it's viewed as a special time with mom. They get this one-on-one time with mom and we have enough time in our day that I can devote that to them on a daily basis rather than kind of hit and miss throughout the week whenever they're part of the mix of everybody else's schooling. And they participate in a lot of the things that we do throughout the school year. But in the summertime, that's special time because they get to work more closely with just mom on a consistent basis because I have more capacity and more time to offer them for that. So we really hit their reading lessons hard in the summer. And that is exciting to them as they get to kind of experience this. And we use the summer reading program as like motivational tools sometimes to get them excited about it. But while I'm having those focused lessons with my little kids, my older kids can be a little bit more independent. And like we just talked about, they get really excited about kind of expanding what they're doing and having a lot of freedom and autonomy for choosing what they're reading and not feeling like it's like, okay, same routine. We have to come in, sit down for school every day. But it's a win-win for me because my little kids get the mom time where they get the one-on-one focus. And then the older kids use the summer reading program at the same time to kind of have their independent reading times. I love that. I love that, you know, it's enough. The reading program is enough structure that you feel like it's something that your older kids can do. Like it, it keeps that upper elementary, lower middle school group busy so that you can work with those little ones. But then it's also enough freedom and flexibility that they still consider it fun and exciting and want to do it. So I love how you use that as a tool to, uh, to carve out that time to work with those little ones. And I think the idea of um, if you are a mom with a large family um, and you have little ones that you feel like are maybe not getting the consistent attention throughout the school year, I love the idea of like spending a little bit of extra time with them in the summer. Um, I think that's a really smart idea for doing that. So um, I love it. Okay, so in the summer reading program, there is that passport that we've mentioned a couple of times. There's a certificate 
There are some bookmarks. Um, another page that's really interesting to me that I have often thought, I've never done it, but I need to do this, that it's the reading bucket list. Have you ever used that one where it has all the different places that you could read? Because I've often thought, I need to do that myself. <laughs> I have one child who really liked the reading bucket list. Um, he was really just and kind of enamored by that. And I think there were there were some of them like, Oh gosh, it's been a while and I don't have it in front of me, but I think there was one that was like, like reading in your bed with a flashlight yes. or something like that, you know? Yeah. And so I have, I have kids who have maybe gotten into a little trouble for that in the past <laughs> because they do it, you know, when they're staying up late and I'm, I'm like, no, you've got to actually get some rest. And so it was fun because it was like almost permission to do some of those things during the summertime where they have, like I said, we have a much more laid back schedule in the summer. Yeah. And so, and that's one thing I'll say about the summer reading program for us. I use it as structure for my kids and they don't really recognize it as such. It is something other than school for them. So they yeah. get really excited about it because they are like, we're on summer break. We don't do school in the summer, but they get really excited about this. And I'm like, it's kind of like sneaky learning, I guess, because they, they do kind of have this structure, but I have found that using the summer reading programs really just gives them a lot of self-motivation because they're excited about trying to, you know, like you said, whether it's checking things off or in some of the other ones, there's like a map to color as mm -hmm. they read certain things um, in this one, you know, getting their, passport stamped they have opportunities to do things that they feel and they're working towards the reward you have the little reward coupons okay well let's let's talk about those because i know rewarding reading can be a little bit controversial we actually call them celebrate reading coupons yeah that's a that's definitely a better <laughs> term so do you do, how do you do how do you manage those in your house i try to limit them. Honestly, my kids, when they have something like a celebration or a reward, they like work aggressively towards that. Okay. And it sort of loses the, it loses the laid back feel. That's just a personality thing for my kids. And so then it becomes like this. Sometimes it has become a high stress thing where I have a kid who's like, I have to read more because I have to get, and I'm like, nope, that's not it. We're not, it's supposed to be kind of a gentle thing. So I have a story for you real quick. Okay. So this <laughs> okay. is funny and I'm, I'm not going to say which kid because I don't want to embarrass her, but one year Sarah McKenzie sends me a voice message and she said, I need you to get on here. So we use Voxer, which is a walkie talkie app. Um, and she says, I need you to get on here and leave a message and tell this child that they don't have to finish the summer reading program by a certain date that you created it and they get to pick their end date because she had one particular child who was a little stressed out over the fact that the summer reading program was not going to be finished <laughs> by the time that that child felt the summer reading program should be finished. So I actually did. I actually left a boxer message and said, you get to choose when summer's over, right? It doesn't like 
It doesn't have to be. I think it was like they were going back to school right after Labor Day. And I made mention of the fact, you know, like technically fall doesn't start until September 23rd. (laughs) So it's not just your kids. (laughs) Yes. Well, I have, you know, some of my kids are not that they're not that intensely motivated about meeting deadlines, but some of them really do kind of latch on to that. I have this to do and it must be done. I'm like, when you start stressing out about that, then you stress mama because you're asking all the time about things. So yeah. that kind of that bringing us back to the celebration thing, I tend to try to do group success with the kids. So they have to individually earn the, their little celebration things. But usually whatever our reward is, is something that we're all going to do together. So we kind of all earn it together towards and it. We it's a family culture type thing that they're going to work together. They're going to encourage each other to do it, but they know like this isn't going to happen until X date. And it's not real hard and fast. Like, Oh, the 10 year old didn't finish. So they're not going to participate, but I'll try to set up something like, Hey, when we meet this goal, you know, maybe we'll go to the zoo or in our state last year, we had this, um, summer passport where you could get into museums and zoos and different like children's discovery centers across our state for free. Yeah. And so we would choose like a, one of the destination events that we could do for free from that passport app that we had. And then that would kind of guide our like celebration type things like, Hey, when we accomplish these things, then we'll go. So it's not necessarily, if you don't do it, you don't get the prize, but I try, it's one of the ways that I kind of try to get them to work together. And then they have more of that like family culture where they're all excited about something rather than making it a competition between them. I don't need anything in my world that helps to create competition between my children or promote um, any kind of extra sibling conflict. Yeah. So that's why we do that. They have plenty of opportunities for competition in other areas. Yeah. Well, in, in the way we created it with the, there's a page full of celebrate reading tickets inside the summer reading program, and they all have a box underneath. They all have a blank box and you get to write in what is good for your family, what you're willing to do. So it's not like we've predetermined the prizes to be like a PlayStation three or, you know, ice cream or whatever. Like it. So if your family doesn't do ice cream, you can put, you know, granola crunchies or whatever you want to in there. You know, if you don't play PlayStation. So things we suggest are like going to buy, you know, going to the bookstore to get a new book, like, dinner out, like a book club meeting with mom or dad. So to to discuss the book or going bowling as a family or, or something like that, you know, kids bowl free happens in the summertime. So that's, that was always one of my favorite, like summer activities to award my kids with, with going bowling because they were bowling free and they didn't even know it. So you write what you want in there. And we actually made the boxes just the right size uh, for some little scratch off stickers that you can get from Amazon. And so you can put the, you can print them on cardstock, write the things in there, put the scratch off stickers from Amazon on, and they can actually use a coin to scratch them off uh, if they want to. So that's another thing. Well, let's talk about the morning time plans. So the summer reading program is absolutely free. You can come to pambarnhill.com slash read, get your passport, get your certificate, get your little reading 
tickets, your bookmarks, just the uh, bucket list that Lainey and I was chatting about, which has some really fun things on there, like read while eating ice cream or while drinking lemonade or while you're on a trip or under a full moon. So just a lot of fun things uh, that kind of makes reading exciting. There's a reading log and then some coloring pages in there. But then we also have the companion morning time plan. So Lainey, tell me a little bit about how you've used the morning time plans with in conjunction with the summer reading program. So we've used these two ways um, over a couple of different summers. And one way is, like I said, we my kids do not consider the summer reading program school. They view it as something totally separate. They usually get very excited about it. And they're like, it's almost like a mark of the end of our school year. They're like, okay, we're done with school. We don't have to do this. And then they get really excited when I'm like, okay, here's your summer reading packet. And this is what this looks like this year. So sometimes we have used the morning time plans kind of at the beginning of the summer as we're transitioning into a more laid back schedule as my, like I said, my responsibilities and what my days look like change quite a bit during the summer. Our routines change quite a bit. So it helps us to kind of make that transition from our normal school year to keeping a little bit of the structure in the morning by doing our morning time stuff. Or sometimes we'll do the morning time plans in the afternoon. Um, like is a quiet time kind of thing. We'll, we'll do all gather together and, and kind of have that few minutes. And so we'll use it as like a time that we're backing off of our regular schedule and easing into our summer. And then even if I want to say that we're going to do morning time all summer, usually we only get through several weeks of that before it starts falling off because our summer gets really busy and active and then our plans fill up. And so it's one of those things that kind of slowly drops off. So it helps to kind of transition them into whatever we're doing for summer. And that has been really helpful for them rather than just a, okay, we're stopping school. And now everybody's like, it's a free for all. And everybody's running around being wild with zero structure to their day. We kind of keep that morning time piece. And I've really enjoyed the summer morning time plans for that, um, that correspond with the summer reading. The other way we have used it is on the flip side, on the opposite end of summer. And we, I sometimes like to start back to school a little bit earlier than the public school in our town starts back. And the kids aren't real crazy about the idea of starting back to school because they're seeing all the other kids still not in school yet. And it's not (laughs) time to start school. So what we'll sometimes do is kind of at the end of the summer, but I know several weeks before we're going to start back into our traditional curriculum, I'll kind of pull everybody back in. We'll use the morning time plans as like a really gentle easing back into some of that structure. And then when it's time to actually start school again, it's not quite so foreign. Um, And it really just depends on our summer schedule as to how we do that. But usually when I'm doing the morning time plans, it happens either at the beginning of the summer or at the end of the summer. The middle of our summer is usually kids just you know, running around doing their thing. Um, and we're just really busy with a lot yeah. of summertime activities. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of VBS and camps and, and all kinds of things like that going on at our house exactly. too. Yeah. Yeah. So much so. And I think, you know, these morning time plans, we always 
have to provide some kind of structure. You know, when you're when you're writing a curriculum, when you're writing a set of plans, there has to be a structure. And so what we tell you is this is four weeks, right? But honestly, you could spread this out any way you want to. And we have a tracker that comes in here, which is it's basically, we don't call it a checklist because we don't want you to feel like compelled to do every single thing on it. So we call it a tracker, but it basically has a little square for every single thing that's in the plans. So the very first thing I would say is like, have a look at it. And if you're like, we are never going to do this art or we are never going to do this music appreciation, just go ahead and cross those off because it's a tracker, not a checklist. But then use your tracker to track the rest of the stuff. So if your summer is 10 weeks long, it might take you all 10 weeks to do this four weeks. I'm using air quotes. Lainey can see me, but you can't. This four week set of plans, you know, and that's totally okay. That's actually what that's what we would especially encourage you to do if you're new to morning time. So I think these could be a great introduction to either morning time or using a pre-made set of morning time plans in a flexible way that's going to fit your family. Um, you know, maybe you've always wanted to do morning time. You've struggled getting started. You've sputtered around a little bit and you're like, oh, let me try out these pre-made morning time plans. Uh, summer is a great time to do that. And this little set, I think is perfect. So this set has Edward Lear for poetry, which is limericks, all limericks. And then super fun poetry, super fun poetry. Yes. Very like kid friendly poetry. Um, and then Hungarian folk music. So if we're summer adventures, you're going to notice how these are aligned with those summer reading plans. Um, art from the Met. So you're going to be, uh, it's almost like you're taking a, a visit to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And then nature study is insects. So you might have heard me mention reading an insect book earlier. So what you're going to find with this set of morning time plans is it's going to, as you're doing morning time as a family, your kids are going to be able to turn and mark some things off. They're going to get their passport stamped mm-hmm. because of the the morning time plans that you're you're doing together. And so a lot of the activities and some of the things are are in there. Yes. Yes. And I think that one of the ways that I have am looking at using it this summer with the morning time plans is we, uh, my kids, as our schedule gets really busy, it's really important for my kids to know exactly what is coming up in our lives. And so one of the things that I'm thinking is we might have kind of a, a Monday morning, morning time where we all come together and we discuss what is coming in the week ahead. So it's kind of a natural meeting time, but then we can add in some of these fun projects or like art projects or do a little bit of the morning time. The other thing is this takes just a few minutes. These summer morning time plans that when I use them in my house, it looks different than our normal morning time plan in the school year because for us, we have a pretty long morning time. But this is not something that occupies a huge chunk of our day. You can just do little bits at a time. I love that. I love that idea of, and I've never thought about that. This is genius having a Monday morning meeting laying out for your kids, like what the week's going to look like, what everything's going to be. That would be a great time like to catch up any passport stamping that maybe you haven't done. And Monday morning, I mean, this could be like 10 a.m., 11 a.m. It could even be 1 p.m. and be a Monday afternoon meeting. 
you right. know, and do a, just a couple of activities. And that's a great way to kind of like keep a little bit of structure in the pulse of your kids. Uh, this could also be like, you could have the meeting on Monday and then go to the library on Tuesday. So that would give you the opportunity to like talk about like what, you know, what books do you want to look for and those kinds of things. And so it could just be a great touch point in an otherwise more laissez-faire kind of yes. summer. <laughs> well, and I find that it's really important, like I said, for me to communicate each week what we're doing because our summer schedule is so varied and flexible. So some weeks we have a lot of activities, some weeks we have fewer activities and they want to have input in what they're going to get to do. So it's different than the rest of our school year, which has a pretty consistent structure for each week. So Mm -hmm. each day may look different, but they kind of know what to expect on while we do co-op on Wednesdays and we have Tuesday night Bible study. And so they, they just, they have a rhythm and a routine that develops throughout the school year. And then in the summer, we have a lot more kind of one-off activities or just different things that, that change week to week. So they really like to know what's coming up for me, gathering everybody around and having this little meeting to say, okay, what's going on this week? Like I'm assessing what's going on with my big kids. They need to tell me what their plans are and you know, kind of what they're going to be doing throughout the week. But then at the same time, my little kids really need to know. Yeah. They like to have that kind of security of like, well, what are the plans this week? What's going to be different? Because they make their own plans in their head. I think we've talked about this before. So they have their own, they have their own agenda. And then when we come in and we disrupt their agenda, then it, it creates um, tension. And sometimes it's really hard for little kids to adjust to that. So I find that opening that communication and letting them know like, okay, Wednesday this week, this is what we're going to be doing. So they have that expectation. So I use that kind of Monday meeting to pull everybody together and it's very informal, but a lot of times for the little kids, especially they enjoy doing some, like we'll do maybe a read aloud or something. And so I see an opportunity there to use the morning time plans as part of that kind of meeting to kick our week. I love that. It's so funny. My 12-year-old, uh, my kids were over at a friend's house yesterday and and stayed over uh, pretty late and came home. Uh, and when I had dropped them off in the afternoon, and while I was dropping them off, I get a text from the math tutor. Said, uh, you know, can Thomas do math at one on Monday instead of two on Tuesday? And of course, I texted back, yes, you know, no problem. So he walks in the door at 10 o'clock last night. And I said to him, oh, by the way, you have math tomorrow at one instead of Tuesday at two. He's like, why don't you tell me these things ahead of time? And I'm like, (laughs) I just found out. But this is very indicative of, you know, their need, right? To, yeah. to know these things ahead of time. And so I love the idea of pairing that meeting with just a couple of really fun things from the morning time plan. So, you know, use them every single day and do a little bit every day. Use them most days. Use them the weeks that you don't have anything else to do or use them for this kind of weekly touch point uh, meeting to for just a couple of fun activities to do with your kids. So honestly, I think the the main message here is there's no wrong way. 
Oh, exactly. To use these morning time plans. So do check them out. Come and get your free summer reading program. Um, And when you are ready to check out, you'll receive a special offer for the summer morning time plans. Super inexpensive. and, And check those out as well. I think you would probably really enjoy them. All right. Well, Lainey, thanks so much for joining me here today. I really appreciate hearing all the different ways that you've done the summer reading program and use the plans in your homeschool. Thanks for having me. All right, and there you have it. Now, if you would like links to that summer reading program or any of the other things that Lainey and I chatted about today, you can find those on the show notes for this episode of the podcast. So go to pambarnhill.com slash YMB116. We will have that there for you. And remember, the summer reading program is absolutely free to take advantage of, and we know kids love it. Now, this is the end of our podcast season. We're going to take a little bit of a hiatus this this summer as we enjoy some extra time with our families. So we will be back again during the month of July to talk all about morning time some more. We hope you have a fabulous summer and keep on seeking truth, goodness, and beauty in your homeschool day.